can we can be done with Skype. It's actually kind of a nice thing. Freeing in a way. It is like Skype. You're a pain in the ass. That's why um, our new uh, chat room is called Fuck Skype. <laughs> the place where we all hang out is Fuck Skype. Well, well the reason why is um, Skype is not working really well for Sade. Um, uh, he's unable to see the last word of every or the last line. Sorry, the last line of every. Yeah, it's kind of sad because, like, I remember when before Microsoft got a hand their their mitts on it. Skype was not too bad it was kind of the main way i uh yeah. communicated with people for a long time oh same it, it was the nice simple version uh alternative to like other voip things that i would use for gaming and those were always yeah. a pain in the ass because it was download this client open it up here's the special ip you have to put in we're in this room like the layout was terrible yeah um and now discord and and to be fair discord had a lot of growing pains but uh, it feels like in the past year, it's really just added a lot of good features. It's stable. We have screen sharing now. There, like, it's just it's my go-to. It's just so nice to use. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's it took a long time, but at last we can all watch Ghost Adventures together <laughs> <laughs> on Discord. Ghost Adventures party. Uh, which reminds me, we need to watch the uh, when when the next one does it does hit. We, we, we've already gone through the last three of the quarantine run. We should definitely hit the last one. Yeah. Uh, I know it already aired. Uh, it should be on um, on Prime fairly soon here. Sweet deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down. And it, you know, it's it's cool, like, just seeing the sort of technology evolve. Um, so, yeah, welcome to Undercooked Analysis, a podcast that we record on Discord because we are cheap 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 individuals that's what we are <laughs> well I don't you can't know, I don't... pay for discord we just don't we i feel like we should just because like discord has done a lot of good by us recently so it's like i don't know if it had features that i needed i would uh it's not like super expensive but i don't need special emotes or anything so no yeah, no I, we can do what we need to do with sort of the rudimentary version but yeah, we've entered a new we've entered a new era of, of UCA in terms of the recording because now we're recording these via a, a Discord bot. Now, obviously, for a lot of people, and maybe even people listening to this far in the future, that's gonna probably seem fairly unsophisticated, but we're we're finding it's working out pretty well for us here at Creative it, Horror. It's so. also better than Skype, because Skype would only record uh it would record both of ours, but it would be they would record the uh voices together. So yeah. Each one is a separate one. Like in it records. Oh, and, and it records everybody in um, in stereo, which is yes. nice. So like, so fun, fun audio editing background thing with the previous incarnation of what I used to record uh, this podcast. Uh, we would have everybody. Uh, I I would be entirely one channel, and but it would all be right channel, and everybody I would talk to would be all on left channel. It was really bizarre. <laughs> So, and the quality isn't great. So I'd have to I'd have to mix the files in mono and then fuse them together, and there would be a ton of editing involved. Here, not so much. I can yeah. re- record these, uh, have more fine editing involved, and we and you know as, as the podcast where there's no script, no plans, no filters, and hardly any editing is actually got a little bit more spit and polish behind it now. So. Um, sorry to betray you all in that respect, but if you've been listening for <laughs> well, a while. Well, I mean, it took a little bit. I mean, it took some trial and error in the past yeah. few episodes. I mean, people probably noticed it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially the the one uh, we last released uh, where uh, we read uh, Channel 1. I think that sounded better than you think it did. It did, but I really had to adjust the levels of um, our channel because mm-hmm. we, were, we were peaking a lot. And hopefully that's not going to be the case here. Uh, I'm trying to measure my voice a little more as a result. But that said, that's a lot of technical jargon. If you're an old listener, uh, then that's just sort of a catch up here. If you're new and you don't know what's going on here, we uh, read uh, user-submitted horror stories and critique them in doofy ways because we're just a bunch of assholes with microphones who have <laughs> we, what is it that zach always says at the beginning of ghost adventures we we put our credibility on the line or we have had years to build <laughs> we, our built, credibility. we spent years building our reputation our credibility i don't i don't know if we've done we, we've spent years doing this i don't know if it's done anything to build up our credibility <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, that said, I am your host, David King. With me is my co-host, Kayla King. Well, as uh, Joan Jett once said, I don't give a damn about my reputation. That's perfectly fair. And here we have, the, and uh, joining us as always, our, our longtime friend and unwitting intergalactic hitchhiker, Abysme. Greetings. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm glad that your electronic thumb is still working or else you wouldn't have been able to make it here with us. True. True that. Why the fuck you would want to come here is beyond me during this whole bullshit. Oh, well, I mean, it's got to be. Well, you know how, you know, train crashes are fun to watch? <laughs> it's like that. It's like watching you guys go through COVID-19 is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I imagine it was very distracting, though, when yesterday, uh, as of this recording, the, the sky was basically exploding all over the place. Well, I thought, like, the mole people had finally risen up. But, uh, <laughs> no, we've got... Don't worry, we've got the mole people basically on lockdown perpetually. We're we're not dealing with their shit anymore. Uh, it just takes one slip up, man. They're I know. Uh, so for uh, today, tonight, just right, uh, we're going to read a story submitted to us by uh, a previous entry, uh, Kane Mac. Uh, Kane Mac uh, gave us a story we'd read before on this podcast, which was a game of tag. Which uh, I think you were were you here for that one, Abysme? I don't think so, but I recognize no. Kane Mac's name, and I'm trying to rack my brain for other. This is going to be this is going to be really embarrassing. Uh, hey, future David, can you double check on that for us? Thanks, future David. Um, actually, future David doesn't have to check on that because present David can actually go to creativehorror.com. Oh and my look at god. The- and look at the archive. Oh my god! Where, by the way, most of the uh, the current run of UCA, if not all the current run of UCA, is kept. And if I scroll down through this handy list, uh, this is all going to be fascinating. It might not even make it into the uh, the episode. Do 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 do. Uh, wow, we've been doing this for a little while, haven't we? Mm. Just since the just since. Oh yeah. Uh, this one what? Yeah, we did read this one. Oh, together. yeah, so you're joining So my this- memory did serve me correctly. I'm not insane. December 10th, 2019, you, me, and uh, Kayla, we all read uh, A Game of Tag. Welcome God. back. I gotta, I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so fucking drunk last night. Right, fire-breathing swans. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never... I, I- I, I would say never forget the fire breathing swans, but we, we forgot did. the fire breathing swans. <laughs> Which, actually, you know what? It's funny when, when when people who like the show come up to us like, "Oh, remember that bit?" I'm like, "I don't need to remember it." No. I it. Oh no, I don't remember <laughs> shit. And when people are like, <laughs> I, I, "It's like, yeah, isn't that funny?" I'm like, "I don't remember if we made this joke or not." They're saying we did, but I, I have to be so careful about what I talk about sometimes. And I'm gonna be like, I'm, "I'm sure I've repeated myself many, many times on oh, this yeah. podcast." Well, let, let's me. let's make a little just PSA right now. To everyone listening, we have read so much over the years. I am getting to the point where I'm rereading stories and then halfway through going, wait, I've read this because yeah. seriously, like every week, I forget how many short stories <coughs> I consume of this genre. So we are going to forget a lot all the time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but yeah, it's it's kind of bad. There, I've been there's it's happened to me. It's happened to you. Oh yeah, there's stories that it's like people are like, "Well, I submitted this for the contest. Do you remember?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> I no. if we, I'll, I if I if I read it, then I'll be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, this is now starting to sound familiar." But I'm also terrible with title names too. Like yeah. I'm really shitty with them. So it's like if someone says, "Yeah, it's this title," I'm like okay, you got to be more specific. Describe what the story is. And then once they do, it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, we did read that one. Because usually the, tar- the usually with the titles of these stories, uh, you often don't remember them from the titles unless they're really, really Actually, memorable This one's titles. an interesting one. Uh, yeah. We were, yeah. We, we were, I was saying like, uh, this is just a step below um, a no sleep title, but as a result, it works. Uh, and the title is, There is a Dog Living in a Seemingly Abandoned House. Which is, it's it's very different from No Sleep in multiple ways. And one of that is it's not, I blank, I am blank, I work for blank, blank is happening to me. It's this thing, which even though it, it's like not your typical three or four word uh, title, it still intrigues me because, ooh, abandoned house, ooh, dog. And that's all you're left with. And it's perfect because it teases your imagination. It's, it's, 
It's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. This is what this is what titles should do. Titles, they should. In my opinion, I'm not here to tell people how to make their titles, but in my opinion, your title should be intriguing, not tell all. Dear God, please read this. Like, <laughs> and because you're on this show, which is uh, you know the three of us screaming into a void of uh, podcasts, uh, just trying to sound qualified, uh, y- your opinion has weight. So true. <laughs> At least among us. So <laughs> <laughs> we we've had years to build our credibility. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah king mac actually sent this a while ago along with this was actually in the same batch along with uh, game of tag and i've been just kind of spacing these out uh so um king mac actually describes this story as um um i know long title is long uh, <laughs> the mildest of the bunch also alan's predictions will probably be correct now that's interesting because unfortunately alan is not here to give us predictions about this story. So I apologize, K-Mac, but we, we are, we are lacking an Alan tonight. You'll just have to, uh, substitute, um, one of us for Alan. Somehow. Well, maybe you might be able to predict. Who knows? Maybe we, wh- we're going to, we're going to have to do like a, a WWAP. What would Alan predict? Well, uh, what was the, was it wishbone? The, the, the show oh. about the dog who travels through history. Oh, well, well uh, that, that, not- the dog that's, oh, this reminds me of a story. Yeah, uh, I'm so- guessing the dog is Wishbone. and Yeah, so, oh no, I, I know Wishbone very well. Wishbone is not a dog that travels through history. He is a dog that has a very strong right. love for literature. So it would switch between, like, uh, his life as a dog with a family and stupid bullshit that they go through, and then... This, the Somehow this reminds him of the the man in the Iron Mask in which they put a dog in an Iron <laughs> mask. mask. No. They a do, little they, Jack Russell Terrier. They'll put a Jack mask. Russell Terrier as the main character in, like, <laughs> literature. I thought it was fucking amazing. because Oh, like, it was okay. awesome when you are a kid. Yeah. Well, what makes it great... It's, no, it's great as an adult, too, because you watch... Uh, I, what makes it hilarious is... Okay, the basic parts where it's like... Oh, I'm just a 12 year old kid, and my dog and I are, have trouble with. Uh, it's like I'm with hanging out with my dog, but oh no, I I um struggled with it. I got a bad grade on a test, and then there's this Jack Russell Terrier. Like you know, that reminds me of Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> and, <laughs> or just like these all these different um forms of literature, and almost all of them are not exactly you know I- G rated. <laughs> The, the one episode I remember out of all of them, I don't even know what the fuck story it was talking about, but it literally just puts Wishbone in the middle of the Revolutionary War, and there's guns going off all over the place, and he's, like, running, trying to, like, save people. I oh, don't yeah. know. Was that, like, uh, Badge of Courage? I don't know. You know what? I need to see the episodes. I need to see what... Uh, what we, as we go through this, we should just think of weird books that wishbone could be in well, he, he, this reminds me of franz kafka's metamorphosis <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, just, you know, it's just five minutes of wishbone morphing into a cockroach well you know there's that um there's those prank videos of where they dress the little dog up like a giant spider and put it at the oh, end yeah. of a long room you that's what you do they just they put wishbone in a in a cockroach costume and he just runs around scaring uh, people he he did serrano de bergerac uh uh, I like I got all the different books. Um, this reminds me of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he did Faust. Oh my God, he, he did Faust. What? Yes. He did Ivanhoe, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I think I remember that one actually. I think yeah. the one that cracks me up uh, was when he did uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, and yeah. you just see him freaking out about his monster, and there's just little Jack Russell Terrier barking at Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Uh, he also did uh, the purloined letter, uh, the time machine, Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> I'm trying to picture uh, the other. Well, the other awkward part besides yes, he did do a red. He did do the red oh, badge okay. of birth. That's got to wow. it. Wow. Uh, there's some, there's some... <gasps> no wait no I think wait is it what I think he actually did wait are you kidding me I that was a joke. Oh no! Wait, 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 wait! It's Metamorphosis uh, from of Julius Caesar. Oh shit! Oh, no, no she, we saw Metamorphosis <laughs> and we're like, no! What the fuck? <laughs> uh, also, Phantom of the Opera. Yes. <laughs> wait, he did the Aeneid. 
No one knows the Aeneid. <laughs> oh yeah, there's some of these I'm like... Wishbone is a very well-read Jack Russell Terrier. Yes. I mean, props to doing the Aeneid and not doing the Odyssey, but wow. North Anger Abbey. <laughs> oh, I kind of want to see that. North Anger Abbey is my favorite... Uh, it's my favorite Jane Austen uh, novel. He also no, did I, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. He did do the Odyssey. Whatever. Uh, he did he both, both the Aeneid mm. and the Odyssey. Yes. I mean, okay. has he done the Iliad? Are we going to like complete the Trinity here? That'd be nice. Uh, let me see if he's done the Iliad. I don't oh, think so. I'm not seeing it. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm trying yeah, to there, think. There's books in here. I have not even read yet. I, Wishbone's usually the main character, but it's, it's hilarious to me to picture him as insert some of these parts, like not knowing it. Like again, you mentioned the purloined letter and we just did a darkly lit episode about uh, Dupont. Mm-hmm. And so he like, did, picturing he, him being this snooty French detective is pretty great. He did do the, uh, we'll talk about the story eventually. I promise came back. <laughs> but we're we our last is, time. Yeah, we, we just, did. We just bullshitted. It so. That's, this is what UCA is. They really uh, we have to have the freedom to just kind of do what we want with it. That's how it works. But you well, know, he did journey to the West. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That'd be so, cool. Who in the world would he would he have played monkey? Would he have played uh, Wukong? Yeah, must have. So now you have a dog playing a monkey. But I mean, he we had a dog playing a human. But oh yeah, some reason, that feels like less of a stretch. I don't. Like, maybe. I mean, I I feel like it'd be less of a stretch if he was playing the monk that Wukong travels with. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I don't know. I, don't know. I, 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 I want to. I almost want to just keep talking about Wishbone, but now we have to predict and see if we, this story is actually a veiled <laughs> horror story about Wishbone. <laughs> keep thinking of weird titles, and then we have to find out. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm going to pitch one more. Um, Wishbones. Um, like what? Well, again, Metamorphosis is a pretty good one. <laughs> Wish, oh, Wishbones Oedipus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I have told people over and over that actually includes probably one of my my favorite Greek myth, Greek myth character, uh, uh, which is uh, uh, Theseus. Ty- Tiresias. Tiresias. Thank you, Tiresias. He has like the best myth ever. Because okay, in Oedipus Rex, he's just a uh, oracle, but his history is amazing. This is the guy who is like walking one day, sees two snakes fucking, and is like, you know what? I'm gonna smack him with my stick. And he does, and he's like, holy shit, my penis is gone, and I have tits. Oh, I guess I'm a woman now. All right. Lives his life as a woman, continues his life, walks along a day. Oh, look, there's two more snakes fucking. Let's see what happens if I hit him with my stick again. Does it. Oh, shit, I got a dick again. (laughs) (laughs) And later on, um, he's just living his life, and then uh, Hera and Zeus are arguing who enjoys sex more. And he's like, you know what? Let's ask Tiresias. They're like, yo, Tiresias, <laughs> who enjoys sex horror, the man or the woman? And he's like, oh, totally women. Women get more orgasms. Like, absolutely. And Hera's like, fuck you, blinds him. And here, and Zeus is like, oh, man, I'm sorry. My wife is such a bitch. How about you learn now can see into the future? That That's it? You're going to get, I'm blinded and now I- I'm kind of baffled that <laughs> she he's, you know, Hera is the one who has got angry with him. Cause well, because her, her argument- He's basically validating- Right, Hera. <laughs> but, but then again, that's 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 Hera. Well, her Hera, argument. Hera. So her <laughs> argument was that men enjoy sex more, where Zeus's argument was women enjoy. Oh, sex okay. More. So so she, it was a po- okay. And all right, yeah. Tiresias basically said uh, Hera's wrong, and Hera's like, don't ever tell Hera she's wrong. No, Hera's. That's, I'm, tr- I'm trying to compare that to a real world situation of the impossible choice of what <laughs> god do you want to piss off? <laughs> Did you guys ever watch C Lab 2021? Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's been a long time and I never saw the whole series. There's one episode where like two of the characters break up and they go to like a party and they're trying to like just basically uh, get back at the other and there's all this just like debauchery going on and one of the characters is standing up back and says sweet uh god don't strike me blind now and then he just gets shocked with lightning and suddenly is blind and has a cane and the and the glasses and just says sweet crackers i'm blind also tiresias was basically a jaded bastard in Oedipus rex well, yeah. no there's like actually a point where he's like 
yeah, you motherfucker. And Oedipus Rex is like, how dare you? No, you're actually a motherfucker. Like, it's like somehow, <laughs> it's like in that sort of tone. And that's how we find out. Mm-hmm. That Oedipus, that- Spoilers! <laughs> well, Tiresias is one of those characters that shows up in tons of other stories, too. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very easy to call upon, which uh, makes him very interesting. He's yeah. the, he's like, he's the tingle of Greek mythology. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, we should read this. So, Let's read uh, yeah, let's read. Sorry. Okay. Are you, uh, time, should I put Kane a time Mac is like, fuck Kane Mac's like, oh my God. No, sorry, Kane Mac. There is a wishbone living in a seemingly. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So I'm going to say I will go and then Kayla and then Abysme. Okay. Sound good? Sound good. Okay. I used to live in the outskirts of a small town, two bigger streets crosswise and many yards of empty space in between houses. From first grade to senior year, I took the same bus to school. Since I was driving the same route back and forth over sev- for over several years, I knew the exact blueprints of my neighborhood, how it changed, or rather, how stagnant it was. This way, I learned about a decrepit house roughly one mile away from where I lived. Question, did you ever... I know you didn't, David. You're, you're homeschooled. Uh, Abby, <laughs> did you ever take uh, the bus to school? I never took the bus to school, but I did take buses to any and all field trips, mostly. Okay, same. I I feel like in California, like that was not a thing. Like I never, there was never a school bus to any of the schools I went to in California. But that it, it, I remember junior high. Actually, no, even elementary school, there were. Which this is the weird thing. My elementary school was in walking distance of my house. Probably why uh, my parents got a house there. Um, and there were tons of buses because it was a magnet school. It brought in people from all over. So there's. There are bus routes. I just probably never live in the areas where people got picked up. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, like I said, n- there was never any school buses for any of the schools I went to when I was in California. There really? was, yeah, n- no, none for the uh, for like my middle school, high school, nothing like that. Um, uh, and from what I gather, I'm not sure if that's a California thing or not. Uh, I know out. I know outside of it, like Washington. Uh, there were plenty of schools I knew that had school buses. So yeah, um, I it it might be just be a district by district thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty much up until high school, there were always buses. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, it took one look to determine the house or to determine the place was abandoned. Broken windows, missing roof roof tiles, the front yard overgrown with weeds, paint peeling from every corner, even graffiti sprayed painted on the porch wall. I probably have looked at it once and forgot about it if it wasn't for a dog laying on the porch bench. From what I gathered later, he was a gray Irish wolfhound, one of those large breeds to use for hunting. I love dogs. I still do. And I couldn't stop admiring the giant beast resting in the morning sun. Then I went to school, finished my classes, took the bus home, and saw the dog again, scampering across the front yard on his long, nibble legs. Okay. I think, you know, so far, so good Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, I I get it. Nothing, Nothing too unusual about this. Well, we can already rule out Wishbone unless Wishbone is wearing yeah. a very good Irish wolfhound costume. I'm actually looking at it. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Wishbone's that's... Kayla. Wishbone's Call of the Wild, except he's playing the human. <laughs> Call of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> this is just darkness rushing. Get a beast. Get. <laughs> uh, hey, look. This is what a. Aww. It's cute. Yeah. It's cute. Um, yeah. I will send a picture to show what a Irish gray wolfhound. You you'll uh, look up look up an a gray look up gray Irish wolfhounds if you're listening to this. They're they're very I mean, Kayla and I are very partial to dogs anyway. I mean, look at the small poodle monster that we have that we talk about on the show a lot. But I mean, um yeah. Uh Here. here's a picture. Such good puppers. Yes. Oh, such good puppers. <clears throat> I saw the dog every day before and after school, sleeping, walking, or just standing near the chain link fence and observing the speeding cars. Every time the bus passed by the house, I looked outside to check on the dog. It took maybe four or five drives for me to become attached. During the first weekend, I took my bike, a bag of dog biscuits, and rode five minutes to the house. The dog was there, emerging from the shadows of the backyard. This was the first time I noticed how sad and scruffy he seemed. He looked at me intently for a few minutes after I'd placed the bag of dog treats behind the fence. Only after I drew away and hid on the other side of the street that he uh, only after I drew away and hid on the other side of the street that he decided to check the bag. 
We're missing no. like a um, only after I drew away and hid on the other side of the street did he decide to check the bag. But yes. yeah, it's a little typo, but that's okay. I get the sure. gist of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, very, uh, very, very good. You know, good dogs. Mm-hmm. Very good dog situation. Don't leave an entire bag of treats for dogs. So. No, that that'll get them sick. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, how old is our narrator in this scenario? Do we um, know? We don't. We it just says from first grade to senior Every year time. initially. It took oh. maybe oh, it took me more five four or five drives. Oh, all right. Well, did, didn't this happen from uh, since uh, the narrator was in kindergarten, or when did they? No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, uh, from first grade to senior year, it took the same. Well, bus. That's a long stretch of time, so who knows? Yeah, but then it says after four or five drives, they became attached. But then that means they were walked. It must have been a time when they started walking. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Every time after four uh, during the first weekend, which first week? I don't know how old they are yet. It's a oh, okay. There's some there's some information about where we are in the timeline a little a little further ahead. I'm reading. Okay. It oh, okay. Okay. So that's that's just fine. I was just trying to get a sense yeah, of time and place. Yeah, if, uh, next time I was just making a little clearer there. Right, when I was, yeah. Uh, the ritual continued for a while. Each time the dog seemed less afraid and moved a bit closer. On the sixth visit, sixth or seventh visit, I was greeted with a wagging tail and a nuzzle from between the meshes of the fence. Aww. I, I can picture that so clearly. I named the dog Goliath because of how big he was. Me, a scrawny preteen. Okay, could easily uh. have... Could easily hide in his shadow when he propped his uh, uh, pawns. Pawns. I, I think. Paws. I think it was paw. I think they got typed. I think they got his autocorrected. Pawns. <laughs> Pawn to e five. Against the fence. Okay, bring me your knights now. Where's the queen? Uh, I tried visiting him every Saturday with some food, just talking to him. Once I even brought a ball, but Goliath hit it between the tall grass after the fen- first throw. It's mine. <laughs> Dog said, <Yeah>. "Mine now." <laughs> It's mine now. I wonder if that's foreshadowing about the dog keeping certain things buried. Mm. That was very good. Because mm. a lot of dogs love to play fetch. <laughs> I probably visited Goliath about 50 times and saw him at least a million. It's hard to tell after so many years, but despite seeing him almost daily, twice during the school days, and sometimes changing the schedule because of personal reasons, I never saw any sign that Goliath had an owner. He was a disheveled skinny and morose dog living on a seemingly empty property excuse me i became worried he was abandoned after his owners had moved out or he jumped the fence by accident and couldn't get out you know you'd think after getting that acquainted with the dog though uh this person would have attempted to try and get collect the dog i don't know this again preteen but mm. yeah like they're being smart and not just going up and trying to pet the dog and getting bit like a lot of kids do um, but it is strange that no one else in the neighborhood is like, Hey, animal control, abandoned dog. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like th- th- that's not to say that this situation couldn't happen. It's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And again, like we'll see what the, the narrative says about sort of, you know, if, if it answers any of our questions as we go along here, like why, what is the narrator? Cause like, and, you know, again, nothing particularly, it's, it's a little bit odd, but nothing particularly like sinister about this scenario yet, but it is intriguing. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Let's see. Having lost my place, I would just like to posit another awkward wishbone episode would be uh, wishbone in Othello. Oh God! <laughs> wishbone and they they did do Shakespeare, but wishbone in any Shakespeare would be weird. Oh yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, like like Othello was the first one that jumped out to me as the most obviously potentially problematic one to show on PBS. Oh my God! <laughs> I just thought. Oh yeah, the tragedy of Othello. Macbeth would be. Kind of bitching, but hey, like Titus oh, and Chronicus. I was just going to oh, say yeah. Titus. Oh, what how, the fuck character would Wishbone play in that? How could I forget? <laughs> how could I forget Titus? That Titus favorite, is like Shakespeare. Titus is my favorite early Shakespeare. Yeah, I think that, my favorite Shakespeare is still either uh, is either the Tempest or um, well, I don't know. No, Tempest was later on. Like that no, no, no. Was... My favorite Shakespeare. I was saying my favorite early Shakespeare is oh, probably Titus. Titus. Well, that, I, I have feel, a soft spot for Henry V just because I know the entire chorus monologue. But, but yeah. I, I feel like with... The, uh, no, 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 Macbeth. Macbeth is my favorite. Yeah, Macbeth's really good. We're not uh, in the theater, so I can say Macbeth. Uh, I think Titus is interesting because you clearly could tell it is his early work and he was like, I'm going to be edgy. Right. <laughs> what other 
what other Shakespeare's would sh- would Wishbone have done? I know Romeo and Juliet is obvious, but he did like, that. He did yeah, I know it. we did that, but like A Midsummer Night's Dream is mm. kind of plausible. Um, I could Hamlet maybe. Yeah, Hamlet would be an obvious. Uh, people so, would know that at least. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of you, people would you die. You could easily still. make it. You could. I mean, yes, there's Shakespeare. Sh- I mean, I mean, Wishbone would be Hamlet, but it'd be really funny, especially if if his. Again, what I what I love about it's Wishbone just filling the role of a human character, but wouldn't it be great if a ghost shows up and it's his, it's another dog? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Wishbone as a ghost with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your dead father. <laughs> the Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, starring Wishbone. That's oh. another one too. Anyway, uh, you see, I was one of those kids who believed they knew better than anyone else. <laughs> okay. The ones who end up volunteering for special cases and posting messages on Facebook about horrible things they believe no one cares enough about. Although you become more aware of how annoying and pretentious it is once you hit a certain age, at the time, I truly believed I was the only one who could save Goliath. Oh, my God. My first reaction was to pry open the gate, but I knew doing it in public would be a bad idea. And a gut feeling grown-ups would be against it because it's just a stupid mutt and you can't just break into someone's house. Kids can be idiots sometimes. Listen, there are two types of people in the world. Number one, people who use Facebook. Number two, people who don't <laughs> use Facebook anymore because fuck Facebook. I fuck Facebook, seriously. Yeah. I hate that platform. It's, uh, it's a pretty garbo platform. I No, my Facebook page completely canceled. I only have um, Facebook Messenger because... Weirdly yeah. enough, I know. Same. It, no, here. Well, the only reason I use Facebook anymore is because Midnight Marinara and by extension, Undercooked Analysis has a Facebook page that yeah. I, I keep up to date as much as I can with postings. So it's weird because I've heard people say, oh, I only use Facebook Messenger. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's the only way I'm going to communicate with you through text, I guess. Question mark. Well, it helps if you already have a well, a robust friends list and you don't have to look up a phone right. number. You can just go bip, yeah. bip, 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 So unfortunately it has, a, you know, Facebook kind of has still that by the balls, you know? The messenger, and, yeah. Yeah. But right. yeah, the page, my page is gone. I can use messenger. That's good. That page is gone. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, all in all, my bright idea was to sneak in during the night and release Goliath. Uh, that, should I? Yeah, keep going. That There's night- the stupid kid I'm waiting for. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Yeah, there is... it is, and especially at night. So now we're gonna get some haunted house shenanigans. But at least they admit yeah. I was. They, at least they admit I was an idiot kid. Like, yeah. That night, with a bag full of useless stuff, I believed to be rescue gear. <laughs> I left the house when everyone was asleep and rode my bike across the street. Brought was... my fifty feet of hemp and rope, a, lan- <laughs> a bullseye lantern, <laughs> uh, five days of trail rations. <laughs> It was early in November, I think, a cold one at that. So the whole neighborhood was wrapped in a veil of darkness and dead silence. The only light sources were the street lamps and occasional flickers from faraway houses. I listened as the wind swept the leaves from the sidewalk, simultaneously feeling like an action hero and pissing my pants in terror. This is great. Mm, That's a great paragraph, actually. Did uh, did either of you ever run away from home? uh, Well, no. I like any kid. I feel like at a certain point I contemplated it at one point, but uh-huh. it was during an argument where it was just me entertaining the idea because it was like the edgy thing to do and not because it's actually something I wanted to do. Sure. Yeah. You know, it was me. I was, and I was very young. We're talking yeah. very young, like single yeah. digits young. Eh, contemplated it, but hmm. never, never worked out. Sure. I only, I only did once and I just, I don't know. It just got to that point of, I could, I can make it on my own. I know what I'm doing. And I got my backpack, threw a bunch of books in it and a sandwich. And then just like <laughs> went five minutes down the street. Uh, and then realized an hour later, Oh, this is stupid. I'm going back home. It's cold. <laughs> I, I think, I think in my mind, the, the first thing I, I would always think of was there's a bag of saltine crackers. In there. I'll grab that. <laughs> yeah. That'll be enough. <laughs> Well, I do. I do like this. Um, I, this 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 setup manages to convey a lot of mood with very little, and I think that's very good. Kane, we've we've uh, Kane Mac has demonstrated before that she knows uh, what she's doing as a writer. So yeah, yeah, big you know big props here. I actually really like this this setup so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think this is. Oh yeah, sorry, we're we're on you now. Abyss me. Uh, <clears throat> 
Uh, I never really saw the abandoned house after dark. Once I entered the light circle under the street lamp in front of the gate, I felt as if I was looking at a giant skull with a pair of black windowless gaps for eyes and decrepit railing for teeth. Very Very goosebumps. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Wishbone and stay out of the basement. Also very 90s TV show, like Wishbone. Remember the 90s? (laughs) Yeah. Remember uh, the I, 90s? Actually, I did own a VHS of a Wishbone uh, episode, and that was uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh. <laughs> it was a really good one. Yeah. Uh, That's one of the more plausible ones, because I could see Wishbone as Ichabod Crane. Oh, absolutely. I think we watched that one. We did. We did watched it on, in October, because we we had this conversation about Wishbone, and I'm like, I remember I owned this one of Sleepy Hollow, and you're like, you want to watch it? I'm like, you want to watch it? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember watching the one about Frankenstein. That's the one that sticks out to me. Cause it was just hilarious seeing this little Jack Russell terrier barking at the monster and hearing the, you know, the narrator going, no, <laughs> no, be gone. <laughs> Goliath was nowhere to be seen. He would have greeted me by now, but I couldn't even, I couldn't hear even the sound of his footsteps. After an agonizingly long minute of circling around the fence and whistling, I heard Goliath's faint bark coming from behind, for coming from the back of the house. I started panicking. I believe no one lived in the house, but apparently there was still a way to get inside. I waited a little longer and hoping Goliath would go out of on his own, heard more barking, and with a drive only reckless people could explain, I decided it's now or never. Hmm. I jumped the fence, thinking I'd fall off and die, and made my way through the tall grass. I circled around the building wall until I saw the open basement hatch. Goliath's barking was coming from within, growing more and more excited as he sensed me getting closer. I called him again and again, to no avail. I had to go down. Oh, boy. Mm. I remember the musty smell of the basement and how dark it was. I couldn't see the stairs under my feet, and the sheer terror of not knowing where I was going made my lungs and intestines shrink. I don't know how I managed. My, my I was clenching my butthole so hard. <laughs> I don't. Wow. I don't know how I managed to convince myself to go on, but somehow I ended up inside the old house, desperately trying to cut through the darkness with my eyes. Did they not bring a flashlight? I was just gonna ask. Stupid kid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Not that's thinking fair. ahead. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, <clears throat> oh no, it's Kayla's turn. Most things that happened later are still a blur to me. My memories from that night are mostly a slideshow of feelings and scenes. Honestly, to this day, I'm not sure if I, what I remember is really what happened. However, I'll still try to recall everything. I, I love that because that is, as you get older, that is a lot of shit from your childhood. Scenes oh, yeah. and feelings. And they're all fuzzy and hazy. And you're like, I think that happened. I don't know anymore. I feel like this is like the place where it's like, then I discovered something weird fucking happened or like, uh, and then the scariest fucking thing happened. And instead what I saw down there would change me forever. Yeah. And this is, this is the best way to have like, um, I guess like a way to reflect or like a pause. Yeah. Where that people want to include, um, just, but I think this is the best way to do it. Honestly. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's it's that it's that in it's that sharp inhale before taking the plunge. Exactly. It only lasts a millisecond, but to you, it feels like you know a whole minute or something. Hmm. Yeah. Now this is good. This is very good. The first thing I can remember after my eyes adjusted to the dark was Goliath with his tail wagging and tongue sticking out. Next to him was an old couch covered by a bed sheet. Ooh, the shape under the drapes was clearly human. Oh. There was probably a hand poking out, scraping the floor with its fingernails, but that might have been my imagination. Mm-hmm. This would scare... It, it, okay, I'm, I'm 31. This would scare the shit out of me if I saw this. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. I'd be like, nope, there's a person here. I'm, I'm noping out so hard. You know what? This and you know what? This is earned. This is le- like, yeah. this isn't trying to overdo it. This is legit terrifying. Yeah. Especially and the reveal when it, is so well paced too. This, we, all we've known about is the dog and the abandoned house. Nothing. There's been no eerie sounds coming from it there, or urban legends. Like this is very, very well earned. And also, there it's not. It's very don't realistic. Don't go up to the old Muldoon house. Don't you know it's haunted? But even then, it's very realistic. Like there's a couch mm-hmm. with a bed sheet, and there's a person underneath the bed sheet. Which yeah. it could be someone just sleeping on the couch in the basement, but that's still a frightening thing. Like you're a 12 year kid trying to release a dog, and you see that. That's like, oh shit! And even as a as an adult, if I saw that, I'd be like, oh fuck! I 
Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I wanted, I, I it's me, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I wanted, hold on. You'll, I'll, I'll, I'll let the dog go. Fair enough. Uh, while you're doing, taking care of that. Who um, let the dog out? Kayla. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, the body snatcher starring wishbone. <laughs> Again, there's a lot of great classic literature that you could not touch with Witchbone without people going, what the fuck? So this is this is a good time. Oh, man. Okay. I wanted to scream, but nothing came out. Instead, I remember the feeling of being squeezed to the point of losing air. I knew it was a dead body, but my mind was trying to block the thought. My head was probably filled with cotton because I can't remember if Goliath was still barking or not. Oh mm-hmm. my god, that didn't click. That didn't click. I didn't think of. I thought it was like a sleeping body, but that didn't click. That oh well, yeah, a hand scraping and scraping is an action. Yes, so it was kind of ambiguous. Well, it's like it's like I it's it, that. But then again, we have the the pre framing of my memory is still a blur. It could be like again, um, probably a hand poking out, scraping the floor with its fingernails. But that might have been my imagination, right? That's right. then the next thought is, oh, maybe this is dead. maybe there's maybe there's a hand, maybe not scraping the floor, but like there's a hand lying out of the sheet mm-hmm. with the fingernails on the floor, maybe not moving. But also it could have been in imagination. Like who knows? Mm-hmm. There's probably a filthy cluttered basement. So yeah, who knows what you're saying? Like it could here, you know, obviously the, there's a rational explanation for this, and it's creepy that be could be like very similar to, oh, you know what? Well, that's that's the best thing. The rational explanation is just as scary as the fantastical one. Both are frightening, and that's right. really hard to pay to uh, to um, to achieve. Exactly. You know. You know what the, the the thing that what I was about to explain with the rational explanation of this being that Goliath is just a lo- noble dog who doesn't want to leave its owner's side, even we, though yeah, the owner has died. Totally a thing. Like it happens all the time. But I just realized uh, the dogs in Skyrim are basically Irish Wolfhound looking, right? Oh yeah, I would say so. If you've played Skyrim, do you remember the quest where you find the Miko, the the dog at the abandoned house? And you find the owner dead in the bed oh god i don't i don't remember i i i wouldn't say i speed ran skyrim but i definitely went in did the quest lines i found interesting and got out um so i don't know if i've done that one okay it's a little side quest that doesn't really have much to it if you happen to bump into this dog the dog will like in like run away but you could follow the dog to this cabin and you find a dead uh person in the bed there and a note that talks about how the the guy is dying of rock joint uh-huh. And he says, I feel bad for poor Miko. I hope he's going to be okay. But then the dog becomes a, the dog can become a follower for you. Right. Cause it's suddenly the dog adopts you. So yeah. um, I'm wondering if mm-hmm. this is that quest line just taken into a, I don't know if Kane Mac plays Skyrim, but that's, that's something that's occurring to me right now. Everyone like it. played Skyrim once. Yeah. At least once. It's, it's a great game. It's- I mean, Bethesda may not do very well with, um, with Everybody Fallout knows. at a certain point, because nothing is ever going to top New Vegas. Oh, but New Vegas so but man, there's a lot to be said for the Elder Scrolls, at least. Yeah. Very well-realized um, fantasy universe. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Dead Body. That's horrifying. Um, then it cuts to the mirror. Or it might have just been... Or it might have been just some reflective surface. Either way, I turned around and saw the reflection of my terrified pale face and the couch... Oh, coach... I think it means, I think it's... I know it's supposed to be couch, be couch, yeah. The bedsheets were thrown aside, the dust... Oh! Oh, shit. (laughs) The bedsheets were thrown aside, the dust still floating in the air. I swear it took maybe a few seconds. Oh, no! I I would, like, if I turned and saw a mirror and saw me in it, that would also probably make me scream. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But but it's like, you're you're kind of just reading through and it's like, it flew... It's like, whoa! That actually hit me... Yeah. Just by how plain it was. No, like, oh, I gasped or anything. I just turned around. I looked at the couch behind me. It flew open like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's, that's, that, this is legit spook. This is legit spooky. I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a fucking fanboy here. But uh, Abandoned by Disney has a... <laughs> Fair enough. Written by a friend of the show, Slimey. Yes, yes. Um, uh, there's uh, the part where before the protag descends into the... I was going to call it the catacombs of the park. Uh, they're just taking pictures of a giant snake statue 
presumably, um, oh god, what's the snake from fucking Jungle Book? Uh, Ka. Uh, Ka. Uh, yeah. And then after the pictures are taken, the snake kind of like pokes its heads up and slithers away. And it's just so plainly stated of, oh my god, that was a real python and I was two feet away from it and it could have killed me at any point. Uh, and it's just like such, it's very blunt and plainly stated, but like very effective. And I feel like oh, yeah. we don't get that a lot in a lot of this, these types of stories because it's, and then with a great howl, the vampire lurched at me and it's, ugh, don't or do this that. Is- this is blunt, like yeah. This is she, great. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Oh, this is it's visceral. I think that's yeah. the, the the word I would use for it. I like that. And horror really, is very simple. Already, you're like, oh god, there's a dead body. I need. But to- it, but now we're realizing it might not be a dead body. Yeah. Right. Or maybe there's someone else here, the third party, we don't even know about. Oh, like like again, they only saw that the bed, sh- the the sheet on the couch had been thrown up, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, something jumped at me. I don't know who or what or when. I felt this to be fell face down, a heavy weight pressed against me. That's all I can recall. No screaming, no struggling. The next moment, it was early sunrise, and I was laying in an unknown bed with dried blood on my shirt. What the what? fuck? <laughs> Damn. My whole body ached. My neck, my back, my head especially. I felt like the worst fever you could have ever imagined. I couldn't get up or turn my head for the first few seconds because the world was spinning around me. At that moment, I thought I was dying. This is all very realistic to a degree. Like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I remember looking around and finding a Hershey's bar on the nightstand. It seemed really surreal at that time. Yeah, no kidding. Mm -hmm. I was dumbfounded and so terrified I wanted to cry all while staring mindlessly at a chocolate bar. To this day, whenever I see something from Hershey's, I have an unconscious urge to cry. Shit. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Man. Bravo. I mm. came back. You're killing it. You're killing it. Yeah, oh. this, is, this is just so like uh, relatable. Not in that everyone's gone through this, but this is how this is how you reflect on things from your childhood. It's or, so well done. Just things yes. in general, like when there's something like small that is uncomfortable or brought you in a like unhappy situation. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you do feel like, oh, God, I feel like I want to cry. It's like, mm, and you just want to avoid it. It's it's kind of like people say, like, there are songs they will avoid because it reminds them of an ex. This is a very similar thing. Or whenever someone brings up Fox and the Hound. Yeah. Um, oh, should we do we do? Let your body <laughs> turn goo. <laughs> oh, God. Listen to um, Animusings for that joke, guys. Oh, God. Oh, oh, uh Paprika and I did watch uh, Fantasia 2000 yesterday as well. Oh, good. We still need to watch that. We'll, we'll arrange when we can. We need to watch it, and then we can arrange a time to record it whenever. So I have many an opinion. Actually, that's not <laughs> true, but I do have strong opinions. All right. Okay. I managed to get up, despite my body feeling like a ton of bricks. I sneaked to the corridor and saw the door to the backyard, just a few feet away next to the kitchen. However, someone was already there. I heard clanging kitchen utensils and a swift cut of a heavy knife. Panic rose within me. I was probably crying at this point, thinking I was going to die without anyone knowing where I was. I don't know how I overcame my fear, but I somehow decided to make a run for it. I dashed madly towards the door and managed to grasp the handle when Goliath's, Goliath's barking diverted my attention. Uh-oh. Um, oh, God. I stood, I stood there like a deer in the headlights, looking at the kitchen counter, previously hidden behind the door frame. Goliath started jumping after spotting me, then made a few circles around the room. Throughout our numerous meetings, I had never seen him so happy. He wanted to run towards me, but decided to place his front paws on the kitchen counter where a large chunk of fresh meat was lying. The same time, it was the same type of meat my dad would buy at our local butchers. A tall, lanky man with cutting pieces with a cleaver. He was standing with his back turned, so I never saw his face, but I remember his long, black, unkempt hair and his pale, virtually transparent skin. His body under the darkless or dark sleeveless vest was almost anorexic. And I'm using the word almost loosely. He looks like those super skinny models I saw in magazines back in those days, in the days when he raised the knife to cut another chunk. I could see how sooner his arm was. Oh, I could saw how, or <laughs> see. see, but yeah. yeah, you corrected it. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> He cut through the leg of the meat, ripped the remaining skin off, then raised the piece above Goliath's head, 
only to let the dog sink its teeth into it. Le poison, le poison. I love le poison. That's a good song, actually. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's yeah. the best part of that movie. I don't care what anyone says. Um, okay, so uh, how do we feel about this this reveal? Because I, I like that we're not seeing any more details about this mystery person. I, I like that they're not monologuing at our protag. I like that they are... They might not even... They might not even have realized the protag's there. Come to think yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of the feeling I'm getting too. Like the dog's just barking and running around into this person that's just normal. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe maybe they're deaf and they're just like, hey, here, dog, here's meat. And they don't even realize. Who knows? Yeah. Um, is it? It's, uh, it's my it's yeah, mine, it's right? Yes. Yeah. As Goliath laid down to feast, I followed the man's hand. I looked at it for maybe a split second before I opened the door and run like a madman across the lawn. I knew he made a gesture of some kind. It was an open hand or two raised fingers. I can't really tell. But sometimes when I lay in bed at the middle of the, in the middle of the night, I think of the hand sign and try to interpret it. Is As time passed by, I started thinking he wasn't, that he wasn't threatening me. Some part of me keeps saying he was giving me a pass, a nonverbal, go for it. I'm not looking. I don't know. I may be overthinking things. Yes. Yes. Doing this right. I mean, the, I think the horror behind it is the fact that this child, and they were a child, was knocked out, woke up in a bed not theirs, and uh-huh. saw the strange man never seen before. And it's just that they thought was dead. And that is a very still scary thing. Like, especially for a preteen who's like 11 or 12 years old. Like, could yeah. you imagine? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think it's your 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 paragraph next, Kayla. Uh, and that was it. I opened the gate, jumped on my bike, and returned home. I found my parents standing outside. My mom cried after seeing me and hugged me so tight I could barely breathe. Apparently, I slept for two days straight afterwards. Mom told me that when a police officer had come over to interview me, I was unable to say anything, as if my memory was wiped clean. It was written off as a teenage escapade, and I didn't mind. Mm. What? Oh, oh, God. The next one. The next sentence. Oh, my God. According to my family doctor, I lost a lot of blood that night, but it wasn't anything dangerous. Mm. What? What? Mm. What? <laughs> oh, I ne- so hmm. what? Mm. Okay, mm. but it's the the meat was the type that uh, they saw that um, the narrator's dad bought. So, so we're assuming like steer or something yeah because he cut a leg off and gave a piece of meat to the dog yeah but a lot of blood like that's interesting but that would explain some of the delirium you know Mm -hmm. uh i never visited goliath again i changed seats on in the bus just not to not look at the house whenever i use my bike or car later on i would take different routes i left for college almost immediately after graduating from high school the memories of goliath became a blur Sometimes something inside me dies every time I imagine him waiting for me all those years. He never did anything wrong, and I felt bad for leaving him like this. Yeah. Sympathy for the pupper. I had issues afterwards. Meeting new people made me anxious and triggered multiple panic attacks. Becoming intimate with someone was a nightmare. I had reoccurring but completely surreal dreams about the incident, and not to mention the Hershey's thing. It took me years to pick up my life again, especially since I never really knew what happened to me that night. Oh, Oh, shit. I was very young after all, and it's hard not to distinguish real events from imagination born out, of, born out of a mind of a terrified kid. Oh, my God, that's right. Like, there again, you're 11 or 12. You were in a place that you did not know, knocked out, and you lost a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Who knows what would have happened to her? Like, that's so... Who knows, them. What, who, that, who knows what happened in the interim, too? It could be... Like that, the, the unknown is what makes it so much worse, and that's good horror. That's good oh, yeah. horror right there. Oh yeah. I had a long discussion with my mom about the abandoned house. I only told her I was taking care of a dog that lived there. She wasn't really that surprised, knowing my dedication for animals. Apparently, some vagrant had been squatting there for God knows how long, and he brought Goliath with him. No one really cared about him since the property didn't belong to anybody, anyone, and the guy never really showed himself during the day. Every day at the crack of dawn, he would go out and buy meat for his dog. He paid with real money, so no one bothered giving him crap. Okay, so pe- so so people knew some like some guy lived there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Last year, 
I visited my hometown and for the first time in forever, took a look at the abandoned house or rather the remains of it. It was demolished a few years prior with only mountains of bricks and the concrete foundation left. It felt so weird being there. As I suspected, Goliath was nowhere to be seen. I only found what looked like an unmarked grave in the backyard. And that's that's it. That's the end of the story. Oh my god, that's so... Very, very good, very subtle. Horror, yeah. Yeah, but not not like too subtle. Very tense. There's a... Man. The... And the tricky part is the unknown. It's not knowing what happened. And they did lose a lot of blood. Like, what could that mean? Like, and how did this vagrant get money? That's another thing. Mm. That's, it's like, they, it, clearly the meat is store bought, but how did they get that meat? How did they get the money for that? That's, mm. and, that, and that's the part that also freaks me out. Like, oh my God. I, and that to say like, mm, So yeah. I, a, a, a very neutral interpretation of this could be Protag sneaks into the house, wakes up Goliath, and when Goliath is kind of making noise, the vagrant gets up, and the vagrant is the one on the on the couch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vagrant thinks, oh, I'm getting robbed or something. It's dark, doesn't really see anything, just knows there's a figure, and basically just attacks Knocks out Protag, realizes Protag is a small child, and goes, oh, shit. Um, cleans them up, puts them in a bed, and probably is thinking to themselves, I don't want this child to see me. I want this child to keep this to themselves. I don't need this type of trouble. He probably knows child is, like, making a bolt for the door and just motions, yes, get out of here. You saw nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of, like... For all intents and purposes, we don't know that anything more sinister than that happened. Because again, this yeah, is the child's no interpretation. And, the, and that's it prob- could be the vagrant was just again kept to the, kept to himself. Yeah. Um. Only went out to buy meat for the dog. Um. And probably seemed to be making a gesture, but of you know, again, like we don't know the finer details. But I think that's a fair interpretation, right there. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just yeah, but, yeah. And basically, and then the same thing. Probably bought the meat for himself, and then. Probably put the chocolate bar there as I'm sorry, but yeah, you're probably you're probably right. It probably um, they knocked out the narrator or the protagonist because uh, again, going into a, a home that's first of all not theirs, and that's a scary thought. Like, oh shit, someone's someone's like vagrant was just as scared as protag. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I can understand where the protag is coming from because they were only like 11 or 12 years old, and they don't know what happened to them that yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that, that's kind of the genius of this story is it's possible nothing seriously traumatic happened, but because they were so young and because they don't remember, the unknown is what's causing the trauma here. And mm-hmm. it's perfectly understandable. Because mm-hmm. you could read so much worse into that just based on the evidence presented. It, it seems like they got knocked out hard enough, again, not to remember anything, but also to lose a lot of blood. Yeah. Like that... Um, uh, like clearly who it is were- strange that we don't like get more details on i woke up and there was a deep gash in my side from where yeah. a nail had hit me, or i had a severe nosebleed they did say their shirt was bleeding so that's that rules out the lower bar to your body but it's still like who what was the injury who knows that's well i mean true. like if if protag had been knocked knocked over they could have had the uh, a mild to serious concussion. But if they were unconscious for, but the if way, they were unconscious for that long. But the way it's yeah. where it's like something heavy hit them or landed on them, pushed them down. So yeah, which which to me is just being pinned by someone going, "Who the fuck are you?" You know, tackled, I don't know. Tackled to the floor by the the vagrant, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, a uh, fantastic story. Came this out. is very oh, yeah. good. Yeah, I wouldn't. Other than a few typos and a couple of you know word word, word tweaks. Mm-hmm. I I think this is a this is a very very solid entry. And Absolutely. I, I, yeah, this reminds me of um, uh, for people who watched Red Letter Media when they did a half in the bag on Krampus. Uh, Jay said that this Krampus is very young people horror and not like cheesy, but just very appropriate for all ages, but specifically for preteens and young people. This would be a great horror movie in that vein. Because mm-hmm. it's not explicit, it wouldn't be rated R, but it's terrifying just because of what's going on. It's really good. 
It is very good. That's a very good way to put it too. That's basically what's going through my head is it's like as a, as a, as a short story, it just, it captures kind of that plausibility of what's happening, but also the fear of the unknown and man, does it actually like make my, it does make my skin crawl a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So damn came back, nailed it. Good work. Good work. That's uh. let's, let's go ahead and give it our freshest ratings here. I will give it, uh, I will give it, uh, one big old hunk of fresh meat for the good boy. <laughs> uh, I will give it a wishbone stars in Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka. <laughs> <laughs> I just want that to happen. I don't know how they would do it. It'd be great, though. It, it would be. It would be wishbone trying to talk to a front. Um. Uh. The the, the protag of metamorphosis and the protag's just sitting there and not saying anything. And it would just be that single stable shot for like 15 minutes. <laughs> that Actually, you know what? That probably would be happening. I don't think uh, wishbone would have been Gregor Samsa. I think he would have been Gregor Samsa's like father or something like that. Like <laughs> most of the story is about like the family taking care of this, of Gregor as now this big, big human sized cockroach now. So, right. Uh, anyway. Freshness, God! I'm trying to come up with something clever, but really, just really freaking good. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a um, the I'll give it a Davy out of Goliath. Oh, <laughs> the, the the dog should have come up and just been like, "Gee, Davy, gee, Davy, you think it was God?" <laughs> um. I will in in in, in uh, I will also give this the honorable mention of a Hershey bar on a nightstand. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, okay, Kmac. Thank you again for sending that to us. Uh, if you want to, if you're just coming to us now and you want to hear the other story we read by Kmac, a game of tag, you can find that on creativehorror.com or in the uh, archives of this podcast, or possibly on YouTube, depending on where you're listening to this on the Creative Horror channel. Uh, while you're here, you can also check out some of the other fine shows Creative Horror produces, shows like uh, Darkly Lit, uh, which uh, this month uh, Kayla and I will be, uh, and Sade will be, and, and our co host Sade will be talking about uh, The Ballad of Black Tom by Victor by Laval. Victor Laval, thank you, uh, which is a, a different spin on uh, Lovecraft's horror of Red Hook, horror at Red Hook. Um, and uh, but other uh, shows like uh, Trick or Track, um, which I believe uh, any any interesting things going on there or no, uh, just <laughs> just kind of you know waiting for a new piece of media to emerge that warrants an episode. And um, I don't know, there's there's good movies on the horizon, so maybe something will come up. But um, if you do want to listen to some new work by me, I literally today. Alongside my um, my collab partner Cinema Nippon, released a album, a Ooh. experimental noise genre mixing album. Very weird and out there, uh, born of a just random idea we had together. But if you want to go check that out, it's on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and YouTube. Uh, the artist, uh, our, our our group name is Abandoned Hatchback, and I would pronounce. The uh, album title was in Japanese, so just go look up <laughs> Abandoned Hatchback. I did a recent tweet, so you can find it there. Uh, there will be links in the show notes as well, so if you want to uh, yeah, take a look sure. at that. I, I just subscribed to the YouTube channel for Abandoned Hatchback and started listening to it, and it's already, it's good. It's pretty good. Fucking Excellent. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I like fucking weird, so. Yeah. Yay. And then, of course, there, we have other podcasts as well. Uh, there's the Archives of Midnight Marinara. There's the uh, the Witching Hour. Uh, and there are more things on the horizon as we continue to, uh, you know, scheme and plot and concoct unusual things for this weird little network we have together. Uh, if you want to submit a story to Undercooked Analysis, you can email me at midnightmarinara at gmail.com with a story you'd like us to read. Uh, we will give it the same sort of treatment we give every other story submitted. And uh, hopefully you can get some feedback from that. And whether, you know, that's, that's the whole point. That's the whole reason we're here at this point. Just, we want to, we want to help people uh, improve their craft or at the very least put some attention on this. And uh, in the in this case, we, we don't have much 
to give Green no. Max. She's got this. She got this down. Yeah, it's just minor, honestly. Yeah, the, the, and it's just like grammar stuff. That, again, another read through, couple corrections. If you pass. handed it off to someone else, they probably would have caught all of them on the first pass. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, that's really it. But yeah, everything else is very, very solid. Good story. Well done. A plus. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Bismi, thank you for joining us for this episode. Uh, thank you as always. Oh, definitely. Uh, there will be more of these in the future, so stay tuned. And uh, I'm trying to think of a suitable way to wrap this up. Uh, wishbone in... Space. <laughs> just, just in space. Yeah. Uh, What's the story? I don't know. I'm in space. Help. <laughs> What's the story, Wishbone? I, I'm playing like a <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at creativehorror.com. <laughs>